What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corona Chronicles, the Quarantine Chronicles, the Red Table Cough, the <laughs> Chronicles. I think there's other ones, but I forgot them. We got the music back. I know some of you are asking for that. We forgot it on the last episode. A lot of things going on over here. We we're preparing for America's Got Talent. Psych! Corona's Got Talent. <laughs> I'm here with Marky Gags, Mark Gagnon. What's up, everybody? Is it Marky Gagnon on Instagram? Yeah, Marky Gagnon. Marky Gags on Twitter? Yeah, I got to fix that on Twitter, bro. No, you don't. That's too suggestive, bro. You think? Marky Gags? What what do you think, bro? Maybe that's that's what makes it sticky. People might think I'm sick. Mm. Sick or something else, bro. Sick with the gay. <laughs> that used to be that used to be a sickness, bro, man. Down with the thickness, bro. Dude, that used to be a sickness. Gay used to be a sickness. And now it's just something that we accept that people have. It's like corona in that way. <laughs> you know? It only affects the old people, doesn't it? That gay really pisses off the old people. Young people, we don't care. We're out there. With the gay. You know? We'll share a water fountain. We'll go play basketball. We don't care. Do we think we're going to get it? No. We think we're impervious to the corona or the gay. But sometimes it slips up in you. You know what I'm saying, Mark? No. Me neither. I'll get back on track. (laughs) Um, Welcome to another episode, guys. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about why corona is so difficult to deal with not corona but why quarantine is so difficult to deal with um and well cheers on that i got coffee and i got water but i'm gonna hit y'all with the water today cheers everybody and here's why corona or the quarantine is so difficult because it throws off your emotional diet man my emotional diet is all out of whack i'm 36 years old at 36, I've figured out pretty much what I need to stay stable mentally, okay? It's a nice, healthy balance. I've got the emotional side of uh, a relationship, you know, somebody I'm building something with, somebody who uh, is satisfying that um, heartfelt loving connection that I think that we all need and maybe we don't need it but uh, you know I need it Uh, filling that void if you will right and then I had stand up which was great you know there's also a little void that that fills exercise calms this thing uh, down up here you know when you're not exercising at least for me I can think about things a million miles a second and uh, sometimes it's better to not overthink sometimes it's better just be like ah fuck it who cares and that's a better way to go through life so and also diet you know, I've spoken to you guys about certain things I just try not to eat because they fuck me up up here. So I have this all down. Everything's good. I've got my schedule. I'm doing my kickboxing, right? I'm making sure I'm on the road on the weekends, maybe doing some shows during the week. I'm getting sleep. That was part of it. Never in my life did I give a fuck about sleep. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, it's kind of important to sleep shit. You know, you don't sleep. Nothing else functions. My brain shuts off. Just can't think. Can't think of words. Can't think of references. There's all these things I just cannot think of if I'm not sleeping well. Then this quarantine comes around and I can't work out. Brain isn't as sharp. Um, I can't do stand-up. And uh, I'm still getting that emotional connection with my girl, but it's different because now the responsibility we both have for each other has changed, right? 
like my girl and I'm imagining many of you guys at home as well like I think I feel like it's easy for me to chop up my job and find out exactly where and what I'm getting from each different thing you know chop up my life rather like I know I'm getting this positive reinforcement when I do stand up etc but I think a lot of people who have regular jobs don't realize how much positive reinforcement they get from their regular job like just being funny at the office that kind of fills you up you know, just talking to a couple friends during lunch or even co-workers or some old person that you've kind of befriended and they're like your pseudo dad at work or uncle or aunt or whatever it is. But like, we need that shit, you know? And there's a lot of people who are literally just stuck inside all day with the same person. And that one person might not be enough to fill that emotional diet. And all of a sudden, when you're not getting that emotional diet filled, you start to be a little bit resentful that you don't feel good. And who else is around to put that resentment on? That only other person that you're seeing all fucking day. It's like the perfect recipe for disaster. I don't know who designed this 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 virus, but it's just fucking genius because it destroys everything in its path. It's like, you know, the way that the Bible talked about locusts or something. Were locusts in the Bible, Mark? Yep. You know, it's, it's not only destructive to, like, you know, people's health, but also to the economy, but, like, their mental health, too. You know, it's tricky. It's a tricky thing to deal with. Like, how do you readjust your life? And how do you prepare for the future? I'd always think about that. Like, because I love stand-up and I love making sure I get enough exercise to stay calm. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do when I can't do exercise? Like, what's what do, I, what do I do when I can't just run my brain into being calm? Right? Or, like, kickbox my brain into being calm. What do I do at, like, 65? Or my joints and bones, they just don't want to do that shit anymore. Do I start meditating? Right? Do I do yoga? Like, what the fuck do you do? Because I don't think my brain's going to slow down either. Or as well, rather. I think my brain's going to continue being the kind of like wild, crazy thing it is. So how the fuck do I calm it down? Maybe I understand why like Duval becomes a, a pothead at 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's either smoking weed or like doing cardio. It's like, fuck that. I think maybe weed makes perfect sense at the right age. Maybe when you're young and you're smoking weed to calm this down, it's like, you're fucking lazy. It's like, go run a couple miles, piece of shit. You're a 20-year-old pothead. Stop it. Go play basketball. Use your joints that still function. But if you're like a 50-year-old pothead, I, I kind of get it. If you, you know, Or if you're a pothead, but you've like... I don't know, you lost some limbs and shit, so you can't work out in the same way. If you're basically in a situation where you can't, like, de-stress your brain with exercise, smoke that fucking weed, man. Maybe it was, like, just the Indian chiefs that smoked the peace pipe. You had to earn the right to smoke the peace pipe. Maybe, I don't know. Everyone else got to chase a buffalo or fold the blankets. We're making a lot of blanket jokes about <laughs> Indians, man. We really are. And I don't even know how true the blanket thing is. How true is the blanket thing? I mean, you think that there'd be more blankets today, like in museums, right? Bro, if these blankets were just American Native Americans, well, they're not going to keep them around. But you don't think there's one blanket? Like, if I've never seen a blanket. I've never seen the smallpox blanket. I have a feeling that this is a, an isolated incident. I don't think that this was just like, I don't think literally the king or queen of England was like, all right, I've got an idea. 
I don't know what accent I'm, Dan. <laughs> Is that Australian? <laughs> I think it was like Scottish. They we liberated ourselves from Bro. people in Sydney. That's who you think? <laughs> ah, the king of Melbourne. <laughs> Just give him it. Vegemite. <laughs> That'll take him out. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, there's. Well, how do you do an English accent? I can either do Australian or English. Well, I think like English is a bit more like. But what about? Uh, and then I go into Scottish. What about posh English? Hello, mate. No, no. Well, well, yeah, I think like posh is a bit more like this, right? I think posh is a bit more like this. I think it's like oh, a bit well. on, like your tongue on your lips. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Talking about the posh, that. Queen of England will not let her son be fucking king, boy. You got to respect that old bitch. He got coronavirus. He's probably going to be out of here soon. Bro, the and only crown that he's getting is corona, bro. <laughs> corona means crown in Spanish. For those of you guys who didn't know, we're translating shit. We got music going. It's an educational experience. But back to uh, the blankets. I cannot fathom that that was an official policy of the English army. And if it was, wouldn't they use it everywhere? Right? Like, they literally colonized the entire world. Now, I'm not trying to justify them saying that they're, like, dignified or some shit. But, like, who was it? Just the English or the Dutch, too, right? It was the Dutch. That they were what? also colonizing. America? Yeah. Yeah, and the French. New Amsterdam, the French, like, everybody. So, what, they all had a fucking group chat going where they're like, all right, have we tried blankets? Boom. Hit them off with the blankets. They <laughs> love staying warm. They haven't figured out blankets. Also, how have Native Americans not figured out blankets? Like, if someone came to me with a present, right, and it was like, here's a blanket, you'd roll your eyes. It's not like they put the blanket on, they're like, whoa, you could sleep warm? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that goes on the back of the couch. You're throwing it. No people are touching that. <laughs> that's why it's called a, a, fuck, a throw. A throw. <laughs> a throw rug. It, that's where you got the throw rug from. Is that they literally handed them the blanket and they put that shit on the ground. They didn't give a fuck about it. <laughs> I can't fathom this is official policy. I'm not saying horrible things weren't done, but what I'm saying is I cannot fathom that a general of an army that has weapons and horses and the finest technology that exists at the time is going to sit down and write with a quill and ink on some parchment, fuck the guns, give them some blankets. That's how we're going to take out the Cherokee. Bro, your weapon of mass destruction could get bought at Nordstrom. <laughs> Dude, really? And can, can, we, can we be honest here, Mark? What a great way to go. <laughs> Think about how cozy you were before you went, right? Like, like most people in war, how are they dying, right? Sword right to their fucking forehead or bullet in their chest. Freezing to death in Russia. Freezing to death in Russia, right? Native Americans. Ooh. Boy, did I have a dream last night. It was that my skin was all <laughs> pocked up and itchy. Yeah, and I caught it, this dream catcher. <laughs> Dude, the dream catcher. Oh, shit. Maybe that's what kept in the pox. Or not pox. What is it? What is it called? The what? Smallpox? Small, oh, it is pox. Oh, it's the chicken yeah. pox. Yeah. Smallpox. Uh, what a better pox. Chicken? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Realistically speaking, the name smallpox you don't even take seriously. <laughs> like if somebody was like, yo, you could get you could get chicken pox or smallpox, I'd be like, bro, give me the small ones. Like, I don't want to get a fucking chicken pox out here. Chicken pox is way more scary. Did you have chicken pox as a kid, Mark? Nope. You never had chicken pox? I don't think so. You're still susceptible now then. Yeah. 
And it's more dangerous now, too. Way more dangerous, dude. So if you give me a Snuggie, I'll be like, nah, I'm good, bro. You know that Mark does not sleep with blankets. This is a real thing that goes on. He's afraid of getting the pox. It's a real thing. Yeah. What do you sleep with, Mark? Come. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just snuggle. Just snuggle up That's what happens. You sleep with a blanket, you get smallpox. You sleep with a down comforter. You get syndrome. Downs. Yeah, bro. Oh, that syndrome gets you. Anyway, look. Um, is it right? Is it wrong? I'm not sure. I'm not sure anymore. I don't know what you can. I don't know what you cannot talk about. Um, you know, we were, we were talking about this yesterday. It is mind boggling to me that like, you know, I have friends who will do specials on Netflix and stuff and Netflix will cut certain jokes. They'll be like, that joke is a little inappropriate. You can't keep that joke. And usually Netflix is, is good. They will keep in a lot of stuff, but they, they do sometimes remove stuff. And I don't understand I don't understand their perspective on on removing jokes for being too offensive when literally their entire platform is rape and murder shows. Either shows or documentaries is the entire platform. If there was no rape or murder, is Netflix in business? Mm. Better question. Who has made more money off rape and murder than Netflix in recent history? Obviously, in the past, America, baby, yeah, or I mean, England. The Vikings did pretty good. Son, the Vikings. There's some people that did well with rape and murder. Angus Khan. Yo, rape and murder was like the original. I don't know. Maybe that was the the, the original. Um, hmm. What is the thing that you profit off of the most? I'll get back to it. Point being, how can you have all these shows that you greenlight about serial killers? Uh, serial rapists, murderers, even just shows that have are completely fake. Someone just wrote it, just like a joke. They literally just found a story and wrote it down. Some kid gets fucking raped or some kid gets murdered, right? In no way are they going, you can't put that on the platform. But the second a comedian makes a joke that's off color, it could be too racial, it could be too homophobic, just some sort of joke that is exactly no different at all from the Netflix series. It was just fabricated, completely made up. That is in some way too offensive. Why are we afraid of comedy and not reality or drama? I would even go further to say that they're not the same. I would even say that the actual depiction, right, of a rape or a murder is way more graphic and potentially traumatizing than a joke about it. Yes, 100%. So I would even say the, the depictions could be worse. The depictions could be worse. Here's the thing. This is my theory on why we take jokes about these topics so much more serious than we take uh, TV shows or movies about these topics. There's some certain things you're not... I think when you make someone laugh at something, it seems like it's okay. What is the term? Normalize? Mm. Right? Like, anytime I would tell like a Trump joke where it was like defending Trump... There'd always be some people like, you're normalizing hate. You're normalizing. It's such a weird term. But I guess the idea is like, if we're laughing at something, then that means it's okay. I don't think that means it's okay. I think I laugh at a lot of things that I don't think are okay. Right? Like the idea of like giving blankets to Native Americans and then like accepting it and then like passing them around the entire community. Right? Dude, we laugh at stuff that's not okay all the time. A guy getting hit in the balls on America's Funniest Home Videos is not okay. If you just hit some random guy in the balls, you'd go to jail. Dude, fat people falling 
It's terrible. Terrible. That's right. We laugh at the things that are terrible. And I really think it's a, it's, I think it's like an evolutionary precaution. It's built into our systems mm. to help us deal with things, to help us deal with things that are actually emotionally difficult for us to deal with. Like I think sociopaths or like psychopaths, they don't laugh at the same things that we do. I don't think that they're, I, my, my, my assumption is they don't think that it's that funny because they lack the empathy, right? When they see someone fall, they see somebody hurt themselves, they're not laughing in the same way. Where we'll laugh because we're like, oh, that must really suck. You must be really embarrassed. You know, like you ever watch a, a scene in a movie where you gotta like close your eyes, not because it's scary, because something so embarrassing is about to happen, Yeah. right? So it's evoking an emotion. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is about to happen, right? somehow that movie is like connecting to us Dude, i wonder if that's true because if you think about it like like i used to say this like people would be like i'm offended by that joke and i'm like oh well that's good because it's a terrible thing you know what i mean like if you're not offended that would be an indication that you're cold or psychic so yeah like being offended and laughing are not mutually exclusive yeah oftentimes right? You could be offended by something or find something real. Maybe not be offended, but find something offensive and find it hilarious. But that's where the tension comes from is that there's yes internal stress. Have you ever heard Joe Toplin's thing about like why we laugh? Who's that? He was like a writer for Letterman. He wrote this book called Writing for Late Night, but he talks in the book why we laugh like biologically. One theory. Okay, what do you say? This is like the... I may have told this to you. Stop me if I have... Basically, he says, back in the day, you'd be walking around and you're patrolling your little, your tent, your hut, your cave, whatever it is. It's like a primal human. Yeah. All of a sudden you hear a noise and you look out in the grass yeah. and you see the grass moving. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, there's a tiger in the grass that's about to eat me. Yeah. So you get all stressed. You fr get panicked. Yeah. Where's Joe Exotic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your blood's Someone's going. Someone's loose. Yeah. Someone's about to nibble your ear. Yeah. And you start getting freaked out, and then all of a sudden the wind blows, and it's just two monkeys having sex. And you're just like, ha, 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 ha. The release of that tension yes. manifests as laughter. Yeah. And he says that, like, it's just the simple release of tension. Yes. So going along with, like, the sociopath thing. You don't feel tension, you can't laugh. If you're not afraid of a tiger, there's something off with you. Yeah. If you're not afraid of, like, rape and murder, there's yeah. something off with you. Well, I think that's why, like, you see a lot of these, like, sociopaths or even psychopaths, like, end up being, maybe not a lot of, but a certain percentage of them end up being, like, these serial rapists or serial murderers. I think they're actually trying to feel something. And I think they're going to the furthest extreme to feel something, right? Like, I could feel horrible by just being mean to someone. Like, if I said something mean to you, I'd feel an emotion i'd feel something right i'd be like ah fuck i shouldn't have fucking that was a mean thing to say mark let me apologize if they don't feel that on a regular basis they slap someone they don't feel it they're just going to the next extreme they're going to the next board when am i finally going to feel some pain it's like you know those people that like hang themselves by like hooks on their back or like right. they get those like they get their ears all like holes well, in their ears cutting is like why the cutting why cut exactly so it's like, how can they feel something and they have to go to that extreme? And what's more extreme than rape or murder? It's the same thing. And that's what Netflix makes money on. <laughs> so. And the office. <laughs> and the office. No, the office is off. Not yet. They, I thought it's off. No, I think at the end of the year. Oh, whatever. And eventually they lose it. I'm not trying to take shots here, guys. I'm just trying to say it is a kind of interesting thing. Um, <laughs> mm. So. <clears throat> 
I saw an interesting um I saw an interesting story about this whole like the whole uh, global economic warfare with corona. Um now that nobody's driving anywhere, nobody's going anywhere, everybody's staying inside, or at least that's what they're supposed to do, but way less people are driving, right? Way less people are using oil. So like the price of of gas has gone way down. And so usually what they do to make sure that the value of gas doesn't go down too far is they start limiting the amount of gas they take out of the ground. Like Saudi Arabia, they'll just start producing way less, right? So it's kind of like uh, De Beers does with diamonds, right? They like release a limited amount of diamonds out into the market so that diamonds can maintain their value. Same thing goes with oil, right? So Russia knows that the Saudi economy is dependent on oil and that the American economy in a lot of ways is dependent on oil. Um, so what it's doing is instead of Russia also adjusting its prices to maintain the value of oil, it's actually flooding the market with oil, right? Which will bring the price of oil even further down and fuck up those economies that are completely oil dependent. So it's just an interesting thing that goes on. It's like, what do they say? All's fair in love and war. It's like people are still at war. You know, there's still a cold war going on. Countries are still vying for, you know, that top spot or even that second or third spot. You know, you need to be in second before you could be in first. So if Russia's like, all right, boom, maybe I could jump up the ladder during this time of crisis. Might as well do it. Russia never gave a fuck if people ended up dying. How many Russians died in World War II? 25 million, they say. You know, they don't give a fuck if they lose a few million to the corona, to coronavirus. Honestly, it'd probably be like less of a strain on their system. I really wonder if these like communist countries or even like socialist countries are that upset at Corona, like the psychos that run them. They look at people as just cogs in the machine. Like it's just cutting off some fat, right? There's some dead weight. Yeah, the cost of oil has dropped a lot. Do you know the figures? What? So at the beginning of the year it was sixty five dollars a barrel. And now at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic it dropped to like twenty. Whoa. And now, according to the Guardian, is suggesting it could drop below ten dollars a barrel. Can we just buy it? You could buy a Where barrel. Where do you buy a barrel of oil? And I don't want the stock. I want them to Amazon Prime me a barrel of fucking oil. <laughs> I want to have barrels of oil in my backyard. Like, you know how people are buying guns and shit right now? Yeah. Let's buy barrels. If it really goes Mad Max, that's the commodity. Dude, we need to buy barrels of oil at $10. $10 for a barrel. It's usually $3 for a gallon. A gallon. A gallon? A gallon. Dude, I think I got corona. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that Chinese virus. What if the Chinese virus just took your R's and turned them into L's? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we should be able to buy these fucking barrels wholesale. Costco, who's selling barrels? They're moving around the world in these container ships, right? Yeah. Apparently, I was doing a little, little research into like the whole uh, oil trade. There would be these containers of oil, right? These like giant um, container ships, right? And they're just floating around, and then the oil will get traded, and that ship that's on its way to like Argentina will just turn around and go somewhere else. And it's just this constant movement. Of the oil, right? Why can't I get a couple barrels off of one of those ships? Here are the questions I have. Okay, let's get into the fucking questions. You know, everybody's like, we can't get rid of the Amazon because that's the source of our oxygen. That's the Earth's lungs, right? You've heard this saying? Everybody at home? Mark, you heard this saying? Yep. Okay. You tell me we can't make oxygen? 
can't make more oxygen? <laughs> I'm being dead serious. All the shit we can make, you're saying we can't make more oxygen. Yeah, I don't know. Can we make water? We gotta. I, I'm saying you can't get into a lab, right? And then take, what is it, H2O. Get some H. Get some O. Water. Oxygen. Do it up, baby. I just can't believe that we cannot make oxygen. Maybe it's a stupid question. Somebody can clarify for me, but... I'd, I think that world would be the world would be fine if we got rid of every single tree. It wouldn't look as nice, obviously, and there'd be a lot of animals that wouldn't have anywhere to go. But I'm not worried about not breathing. I feel like we could get oxygen down in a heartbeat. I mean, if they have a way to get us to Mars, right, and live on Mars, they've probably figured out how to have enough oxygen to live lives on Mars, right? So you figure out how to do it here. So that's my number one question. Number two question. You know these oxygen tanks? Right when you go scuba diving, mm -hmm. and maybe someone at home is at a scuba dive. You can explain this. They have to fill that tank, right? Mm -hmm. This is gonna sound so stupid. I don't care, right? How do we know? Okay. This is gonna sound really dumb. I don't give a fuck. Okay, here we go. Ready? Wouldn't it be full of oxygen if you just did like? <laughs> <laughs> Like that. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, look, because look, look, ready, ready? Here's oxygen, ready? Look, I'm breathing it. I just breathed the oxygen. There was oxygen right here. I breathed it in, and you know what? Some more oxygen filled this place, right? So, technically, if I just went like that <laughs> real quick, I should be able to capture oxygen in here, right? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, so why the fuck do they need to fill those things? You, you always hear them talking about like, oh, there was never any oxygen in the tank to begin with. How? How? <laughs> it's just There's a always oxygen. There's a vacuum in there? You can't have nothing. It would just crush. <laughs> it would crush if there was nothing. It has to be <laughs> oxygen. Like, come on. You don't think, like, look, put it, put it this way. I know you think I'm crazy. Okay. If you had a <laughs> balloon, right? And you attach that balloon on some strings to the back of a sports car and drove it really fast, that balloon would expand. It would blow up, essentially, because you'd be going the speed of... I mean, do you want to know the answer? I want to talk through it and then <laughs> okay. get to the answer, okay? <laughs> but you go to the speed of... Okay? Yeah. I'm at this speed. Blows up. Mm -hmm. Tied. Now, I understand I'm breathing out carbon monoxide. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, if you're going that speed, I'm not breathing out. I pinch that. That should be full of oxygen. Yeah. Okay. So, that being said, if I took an oxygen tank fast enough and went like that with it. Oh, you have to go really fast. Can you go faster? <laughs> You couldn't even okay, see yeah, that, yeah. dude. You're yeah, so yeah. fucking fast. You couldn't even see it. Yeah, yeah. Did you even switch cams, bro? Wide. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I think there should be a certain amount of oxygen just in it at its sitting, at regular sitting. Yeah. Yes or no? Yes. So then what's the deal? What are we missing here? It's, com it's compressed to oxygen. So you can breathe it a lot. So you're putting even more oxygen in a space than would normally be. Yeah. So when I take a breath... <sighs> I'm taking some oxygen from over there. Yeah. That's zero PSI. They're zero pressure. Probably, yeah. 
And then, so it's put all the socks into this one little thing. To where it's like 50 pounds per square inch. Question, does it regulate the amount that can come out when I breathe? I mean, it just goes... It must regulate the amount. I mean, yeah, there is a regulator. Because and if that breaks, it's just going to go and I'm going to get the big cheeks. Yeah, there's a fail safe, though. Which is? Well, if it breaks, it'll just come out, but then you can breathe with just the air coming out. But then you got to go up. But I feel like it would come too fast. It would just blow your fucking head off. No. I mean, you just got to go. I don't know. I don't buy it. I've also never gone scuba diving, but I, I think <laughs> I've just figured out how to fix the rainforest. And by fix, I mean get rid of it and how to make sure you never die when you're in a scuba uh, diving situation. Um, Another cool thing to do when you scuba dive is they fill it with, uh, I forget what it's called, hydro. So they fill it with oxygen, but it's like a super condensed oxygen. And I think even like hydrogen. And that it actually like almost blood dopes you. So you can go really deep for a really long time with the same size tank. Interesting. Yeah. Now, is it part of, does it have that thing where you like can't go up quick? Well, you I have mean, to like pace yourself on the way up. That's just if you go to a certain depth. So below a certain depth, you have to start pacing yourself on the way up. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening back home, you can't just go down 200 feet and then just swim straight up. Your lungs will explode when you get up, I guess. Something happens like that. Yeah, if you're scuba diving. Right, because you're breathing in oxygen at that low uh, a density or high a density. Yeah, that depth. At that depth. So, and that depth has... That density. That density, right? So if you fill up a balloon at the bottom of the ocean and then take it to the top... It explodes. The pressure that it took to fill up the balloon at the bottom of the ocean is not the pressure it would take to fill it up on land. So it would just explode. Exactly. And that's what happens with your lungs. Right. So what some people do is like... That was the same sound we were wondering about before. So it was you. Was. Anyway, keep going. That's fine. Go on. So they say like if you're down below, you swim up and you breathe out as you swim up. And you can kind of mediate. Nah, you nah. still get the bends... But your lungs won't explode. Depending on how low you go, though. Right. My understanding is if there's a certain depth that you go, it's too low and everything will get fucked up. You basically die. Well, you get the bends and you got to go in a pressurized chamber. Okay, fair enough. Now, that being said, um, that's what makes me the most claustrophobic. You wouldn't scuba dive? No, no. I'd scuba dive. I'm fine with that. I would not want to go to a depth where I couldn't go up straight if I needed to. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I had to be there for an hour or half an hour to acclimate, because I'm pretty sure I was reading this thing. It said, like, every 50 feet or every, you know, 100 feet yeah, or whatever you gotta it was. You stop for five to 10 minutes. Even longer. Yeah. They 15. were saying 30. Oh, that's crazy. Wrong with that. And I think the further down you go, the longer mm -hmm. you need to stop in between as you come up. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you'd have to be there for an hour, oh, that'd be crippling, dude. And what would you do for an hour? There's no podcasts, right? There's no shows. There's nothing. You're just looking at the same stupid fish. It's probably dark, right? Sharks can come out of nowhere, just bump into you. Fuck, why would anybody go underwater? Yeah. What are you I, doing down there in the first place? I don't understand it. I don't understand. I understand snorkeling is stupid. I understand scuba diving, but like 20 feet or something. There's like a shipwreck. But these people go into the bottom of the ocean for what? For what? You're not going to find any friends down there. It's not going to happen. Okay? I promise you. What is the we're not going to find anything down there. We're not supposed to be down there. You just have to let it be. I actually think I think going to the moon is stupid too, don't get me wrong, but like I don't think there's anything dumber than going to the bottom of the ocean. 
<laughs> I think that could be the stupidest thing that has ever been done by mankind. Why? What could ever happen? What do we get? Even the technology that we use to get to the bottom, it doesn't really help us. Technology we use to get to the moon, we get fucking duct tape. That's where duct tape comes from. Remember we went to the Aerospace Museum, mm -hmm. Mark? The whole first thing was duct tape. What was the name of it? The Explorer? Yeah. Challenger? One of them. <laughs> whole thing was duct tape. Okay? <laughs> There's certain things we get for it. We get nothing from these underwater explorations. A wetsuit? Stop being a pussy. Go in the fucking water. All right. We're at 30 minutes. We got to we gotta wrap this up. Maybe we do a little tiny bit longer and then snip something. Keep it at 30. Um, let's think here. What else we got? Chinese people dying left and right. They're lying about it. That's one thing. Oh, no, I got something positive to leave you guys on. Um, there's a Twitter thread that's out here. And I'm sure all of you guys have seen the Tiger King by now. But there's a Twitter thread that's out here about uh, what happened after the shooting of the Tiger King. Essentially, where are they now? All these characters from the Tiger King. And uh, expose some some interesting facts about them. Uh, I can get it up, Mark, if you don't have it. I can get it up. Got it. You got it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me see these. All right. Number one. Here are Tiger King facts some of you do not know or uh, what are they doing now etc number one remember those beautiful country songs that uh, Joe Exotic was singing didn't write a single one of them okay it was an outfit called the Clinton Johnson Band Joe just sang softly over the top of the vocal track so he didn't even sing it which was uh, makes perfect sense because I didn't think he had a singing voice that was going to be that good I mean, his singing voice was really fucking good. That was the most impressive. The songs are amazing. The songs are great. I, I thought the most underplayed part of that entire documentary was how good a fucking country singer this guy was and um, how nobody even spoke about it. Like, he was truly a really fucking good country singer. You should check out the songs. Um, gay guys make the best music. Gay guys do make the best music. Shouts to um, Tchaikovsky or whatever. <laughs> uh... Okay. Look, he's really Cowboy Elton John. He is, dude. Or is he Cowboy uh, Queen? Uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercs. Mm. Because Freddie Mercs, I don't think, was as femme as Elton John. I mean, this guy's femme, though. He's femme, but he's also super masculine. Gun-toting, fucking straight guys. You yeah, know what I mean? What's straighter than fucking straight guys? Yeah, dude. That's the straightest gay, when banging you think about bros. it. Dude, banging pros. Never fucked a gay asshole. Not once. Uh. Maybe he liked him tight. So, number two, when Joe's cat died, a lot of them got sold to this strange bone museum in Oklahoma City. I don't know why that guy wrote that. Not very interesting. Uh, <laughs> number three. Where's number three? Oh, guys, I'm, I'm horribly unprepared for this. Did they take this down? You think they got censored? Hmm. Carol got a hold of it? Maybe. So there was a picture of uh, Joe's boyfriend. Oh, here you go. Number three. Go back up. You got it. Well, I don't know why mine doesn't show it. No, I don't see it. Oh, it number three was taken down. Okay. So number four. Uh, number three was uh, one of his boyfriends has teeth now. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So remember the first guy who got the uh, tattoo above his dick that said, like, property of Joe Exotic? 
um, his first straight boyfriend that we saw in the show. Now full set of teeth. He's working as like a plumber or carpenter or something like that, electrician. Um, now this wasn't said in the in the show, but before Joe married John or Travis, he married another young straight guy named J.C. Hartpence. Hartpence later served time in prison for molesting a young girl and is now serving life in prison for first degree murder. So he knows how to pick them. Uh, at least one point. Uh, when this guy who's Robert Moore is the guy whose Twitter thread, you can check him out. At least point when I, one point when I was investigating the fire at the zoo, I interviewed the case officer at the Winniewood Police Department, Brian Gordon, over the phone. The next day, I got a call from Joe Furious saying he's gotten a call from Brian that I was asking about him. I said, Joe, why is the case officer on the case which you were a suspect in calling you to tell you a reporter is asking questions about you? Joe said, well, he's also my limo driver. Anyway, that guy, that case officer, got arrested for uh, sexually assaulting an intellectually disabled girl. So that's what's going on over there. Keep going down. Let's see right here. Oh, um, this is kind of a cool story. Uh, and they don't talk about this on, this, on the uh, documentary at all. I'm super surprised. But you know the chick that got her arm bitten off? by the tiger mm -hmm. she's a uh, trans and she likes to be uh, referred to as he and they didn't make that a big deal at all huh. during the documentary I thought that was really interesting because they had so many like prominent gay characters and you'd think that they would lean into the you know political correctness and trans rights and wow. that kind of stuff yeah how pissed do you think she was that that's the body part she lost yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe she got what she'd always wanted I mean, if you look at that nub, you know what I mean? Like, like finally she got something she could fuck girls with, you know? <laughs> she does look like a T-1000. <laughs> Dude, we need a meme of her chasing Arnold. <laughs> um, that Walmart manager, th this is another thing they don't talk about. You know the guy who ran his political campaign? The kind of one sane character in the whole thing. He ran Joe Exotic's political campaign. Yeah. Gay. Huh. Never talked about it. I kind of love that they don't define the characters by their homosexuality. It was pretty cool. They could have easily made a big deal about that. Oh, don't show that picture. That's crazy. But, um, I keep going. Let me see. Oh, so two odd facts about Rick Kirkman. Rick Kirkman was the guy with the great voice that looked like a detective. He was always like smoking cigarettes and he was trying to do the reality show on Joe Exotic. He said before meeting Joe, he made a film about his addiction to crack cocaine, which was a little surprising. I didn't see him as a crackhead. After the zoo fire, Rick moved to Dallas. Then his house mysteriously burned down, almost killing him. Then he fled to Norway where he now lives. So random. Okay, interesting fact 13. Hollywood, you're so fucking fast. You know they're already making a TV show about this, and it's going to star, um, what's the girl from SNL? Kate McKinnon as Carol. How are you already making this into a fucking show? Good for you. Good for you, Hollywood. Good for you. All right, that's our final fact. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of these uh, Corona Chronicles. I hope you guys are managing this quarantine brilliantly. I hope you're using all the Corona hacks we've been bestowing upon you. I hope that um, you and your significant other as others have been like fighting and also figuring it out. I really think if you can get through a time like this, then any other time is going to be absolutely easy. Because if you guys can quarantine for a month together in the same apartment, 
imagine how easy life is going to be when you're working separately 10 hours a day, five days a week. You're going to love that time you get to spend with each other. So embrace this. If you can get past this, you can get past anything. I sincerely believe that. I might be saying this to convince myself, but that's a whole different episode that we can discuss. Um, We'll see you probably on some Corona's Got Talent, probably on some Flagrant 2. Either way, peace, love, and you're...